Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio and Happy New Year for all of those that uh, missed us last week. We're actually on the first, I can't believe it's the second Saturday of 2022 already. But uh, excited to be here, got a new show. And uh, this week when I was in the office, I was putting the show together and I thought, what am I going to talk about? And I, I really just decided, you know, there's, there's so much to talk about, but sometimes we just need to go back to the basics. And that's what I want to do today. I want to spend a little bit of time just talking about the basics about long-term care. And I want to start with statistics. And I will just tell you straight up, I got an A in statistics in college and I hate statistics. I always, I take it with a grain of salt when you hear them on the news, like fastest growing or or, you know, percentages, and, and you're like, well, really, what's the, what's the real actual raw data? But when we're looking at it from a, what we use statistics for is to try to give us some kind of idea of, in, in long-term care, more or less risk. What's our chance of this happening to us? And the Department of Health and Human Services says basically that after age 65, so we hit 65, we're heading into retirement, Seven out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation before we pass away. So 70%. And you'll hear that all the time, three out of four. In fact, there's a, there's a company, there's an organization out there, a nonprofit called Three and Four Need More. And their whole mission is to raise awareness for the need for each citizen to develop a long-term care plan because they're saying the risk is so high. Now, the problem with that is it doesn't tell us if we're going to need long-term care for two months, three months, six months, 15 years. We have no idea. What they're doing is they're just simply looking down at the population as a whole, and they're saying that the odds are stacked against us. So that is the takeaway from statistics when you hear that 70% of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. Quite frankly, when we really look at the data, long-term care, meaning we need help from others, but in order to trigger a long-term care plan, you either got to be you know, cognitively impaired, so a cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's is the number one thing people are scared about, or need help with two out of six activities of daily living. And technically, that's, you know, it's about a 52% chance that you're actually going to meet that threshold if we're just looking at it from a long-term care insurance point of view. But again, regardless, I don't care if it's 3% or it's 97%, I that's not what we have to worry about. As individuals, we have to worry about the magnitude and the consequences. What happens when we end up in a long-term care situation? You know, I've shared this story before, and I always go back to it. Um, You know, my house burned down when I was 10 years old. And if we look at the statistics of house fires today in the United States, and 99.97% chance in any given year that your house is not going to burn down. So if you were betting at the table, you know, you you, want to bet that your house is going to burn down. You would bet that it's not going to burn down. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the statistics are. When your house burns down, it's a big deal. So long-term care is the same thing. We need to worry about the magnitude. We need to worry about the consequences. And all that 70% data that statistics says is that the odds are stacked against us. And if we have a a married couple, now we're going to go from 70% chance to about 92% chance that at least one of you will end up in a long-term care situation before you pass away. So again, the, the statistics are just saying, hey, you know what? The odds are stacked against us. Now, many people you know, think they're going to live a long, fulfilling life and then simply ride off into the sunset, have one bad night. But again, that's where the statistics come back and say, that's just not the case. Chances are you're going to be in a position where you're going to need help from other people to get through a day for an extended period of time before you pass away. And that's really what we're talking about when we say long-term care. Now, let's talk a little bit about what long-term care is. Generally speaking, long-term care refers to the assistance that a person needs throughout the day when their health is compromised. It includes skilled care. It includes unskilled care, um, you know, things like occupational therapy, And general custodial care, that is the number one um, service used in long-term care. It's the number one service that a long-term care insurance plan pays for. It's custodial care. And quite frankly, custodial care is is about 75% of all long-term care 
claims. That's just the care that you're you're giving mom and dad when you move them in with you. It's the the help getting through the day, the transferring, the dressing, the bathing, the meal preparation, the medication management, getting them to the doctors, you know, all those things that we have to do when you're taking on that role of a caregiver. That's what we call custodial care. Now, long-term care is different than what traditional medical care that we know. Medical care as we know it is for acute care. And I was talking about this a couple weeks ago, the difference between acute care. Just think of acute care as something you're going to heal up from. So that's where you bust out the Medicare card or your private insurance if you're under 65. Long-term care encompasses a wide array of medical, social, uh, personal, and specialized um, housing services that help you you know, basically support independent living. So you're in a situation where you can't really manage on your own, but you can manage with the help and the support of some people around you. And so that can be your family members when you're in your home, or it can be, um, you know, professionals that you pay to come into your home, or it can be uh, professionals that are in an assisted living facility or an adult family home or a nursing home. There's a wide, you know, a wide variety of places that you can receive that long-term care. Now, the problem we have in this country is that long-term care is not paid for by medical insurance or Medicare. And I think this is something we just have to really stop and think about. So many people get frustrated. In fact, there was a recent poll um, a few years ago that came out, and they were asking people about long-term care services and who paid for them. And 80% of the people that were polled said they thought that Obamacare paid for long-term care services. And it doesn't pay. In fact, Obamacare, quite frankly, I just heard them talking about this the other day on the news. I got so fired up because they're saying, you know, we promised affordable health care to all the people in America. And I'll tell you what, Obamacare helped a lot of people out that had pre-existing conditions. There's no doubt about that. But for the rest of the people that were healthy and people like my family, we just saw our premiums go up. But we didn't see more services added to that in, in the sense of long-term care. Long-term care is not included in Obamacare. Long-term care is not covered by Medicare and that's why it's such a big deal in this country is because people get to that point, they end up in a long-term care situation. It's not acute care. Long-term care is ongoing. It's an ex- what we call an extended health care situation, a situation that's expected to last 90 days or more, and it's going to require ongoing services. And that's where the long-term care differentiates itself from acute care or what our medical insurance pays for. Now, When we talk about government programs out there, I want to touch on that real quick. Medicare, by far, is the the number one thing that everybody knows. We get Medicare at age 65. Part A is your hospital insurance, and then Part B is your medical insurance, which is for the acute care, the doctor visits, things like that. Medicare, on its own, will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing care, is the way the, the language reads. The first 20 days, it will pay without any deductible. But that's over your lifetime, 100 days. And I've heard a lot of people, including attorneys and some financial advisors and even some CPAs, say that Medicare pays for the first 100 days of long-term care. Folks, let me just be very clear with you. That is not true. If you have that massive stroke, you go to the hospital, you end up in the nursing home for 10, 14 days, Medicare will pay for that. But once you plateau and you stop improving, that's when Medicare says, nope, we're, we're pulling the plug. You're on your own. Now your family has to take you and provide that care or you've got to pay somebody else to provide the care for you because Medicare is not going to pay for that care. It doesn't pay for what we call ongoing care, long-term care services. It's going to pay for acute care. And then the other two big government programs that you really need to be aware of when we think about long-term care is Medicaid. And Medicaid is a safety net program. It's the largest payer of long-term care services in this country, mostly nursing home care. That's what it pays for. But again, by the time you get your benefits from Medicaid, you are already broke. It's a means-tested program, meaning you have to be you know, financially in the need and you have to need the care. So Medicaid is just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a safety net. It's a welfare program. Not only do you have to spend all your assets down to qualify for Medicaid, they take your income and people forget about that. So if you have pension and social security, that money is coming into Medicaid. They're going to use that money first to pay your care and give you a monthly allowance of give or take $60. The rest of your money is going to pay for care and the overwhelming majority of Medicaid benefits are paid for Medicaid nursing homes. That's where they spend the money. They warehouse you in a facility because they don't have the resources to provide all that home care unless you have family members that can do that for you. 
And then the other government program that a lot of people get confused on is the VA. So for all your veterans out there, if you served in active wartime, there is some aid in attendance, but again, it's limited. But for people that are veterans and they think that the the VA is going to automatically pay for your long-term care, they are greatly disappointed because, again, the VA is means-tested. You know, and in fact, I tell this story. I grew up in Monta Vista, Colorado, and the Home Lake Veterans Center is just right down the road from where I grew up, less than a mile. I used to ride my bike down there and sell grit newspaper and everything. To move in there, you have to, you know, it's a means-tested program. So you have to turn over your income, your Social Security, your pension and stuff to get the cottage. And then from there, you can go all the way up to skilled nursing. But again, it's not free. And so you have to understand that the government programs, Medicaid and VA, are both means-tested. And Medicare itself does not pay for long-term care services. So that's really, in a nutshell, why we need to understand, you know, what long-term care is. Because there's really only two ways to pay for this. You either spend your assets down paying for long-term care or you end up getting a long-term care insurance and you transfer that risk on to a private insurance company. So um, stick around. We're going to continue the conversation on how long-term care insurance works when we get back, but we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Uh, You know, you just heard a couple of uh, ads there. We do have some webinars coming up this month. Actually, we're going to start our first one off for the year next Saturday. So that is going to be Saturday the 15th. It's at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. That's 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And then we're going to have another one on Thursday, the 20th, and that is going to be at uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, so 4 in the afternoon and 3 p.m. Pacific Time. So, again, the webinars are just a great way for you to kind of learn about the things we're talking about here on the radio, see some examples, and then get your questions answered. They are live, and so you can type your questions in. And by the way, we use a really uh, slick software. It's it's uh, Webinar Jam. And so what happens is when you guys sign up, you just simply get a link sent to you. And there's no executable. You don't have to download software. You, I was just on a Zoom meeting the other day. And I mean, it asked me three times, do I want to upgrade to the latest version? I'm like, no, 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 no. I just want to get through this meeting. So 
our software is super easy for to use. We make it easy and you can just watch it on your smartphone or your tablet or computer, whatever you want. So again, you can sign up for those at 525longtermcare.com. So we're just kind of going back to the basics here about kind of long-term care. And we started off talking about the statistics and the facts that it's, you know, it's the, the odds are just stacked against us that we're going to end up in long-term care. And so really what we need to worry about is the consequences and, and how to mitigate those consequences. And the government programs don't pay for long-term care. So we just went over that in the last segment. And it really boils down to you have a couple of choices. You have long-term care insurance or you just self-insure. You just fund, which means you spend your money down until you don't have the money. Now, a lot of people are going to do that because there's just some people that are adverse to long-term care insurance, period, just to insurance as a general rule. But what you're going to find out with these new programs that we have is that there's a lot of options today to offset and to mitigate that risk so you can protect your assets and still get paid back if you don't don't use that insurance. And that's what's probably made the biggest change in long-term care um, recently. But let's go back to kind of really, you know, how long-term care insurance works. First off, what I want you to understand is long-term care insurance provides a tax-free stream of income to pay for care um, that is generally not covered by medical care or, or medical insurance. And so we just talked about that. The definition of a long-term care situation is is an extended healthcare event that's expected to last 90 days or more. And so, you know, if you fall and you break your arm, that's not really a long-term care situation. But if you, you get in a car wreck and you shatter your pelvis and you got complications from it and you have to go to rehab and it's going to take you a year to recover, technically that would be long-term care. Most of us think as long-term care is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 88 years old and sitting in my rocking chair and I need somebody to help me out. And that is true. A lot of people age into long-term care like my grandmother did. She was into her 80s when she triggered her long-term care insurance. But you got to remember, a third of the people that file a claim for long-term care insurance are under age 65. And a lot of those claims are due to accidents and sudden illnesses like cancer and things like that. So again, long-term care is just simply when I need help from others to get through the day. That doesn't mean I need a doctor or a nurse or somebody just sitting there, you know, with an IV in me and and monitoring me all the time. It just means I need somebody to help me get through the day because I can't manage that on my own. It's just not a safe environment. Now, what does long-term care insurance pay for? So we know it's different than medical insurance. And really the number one thing that long-term care insurance pays for is custodial care. So think of like if you're anybody that's out there that's taking care of a loved one, you know what we're talking about. You are, you know, managing two people's lives. You're helping them get up. You're helping them bathe, dress, you know, meal preparation, doing the laundry, the lighthouse work, all those things that you do. And that's really what we call custodial care. It's just really it's kind of like, you know, custodial care of a toddler, custodial care of an old person. It's kind of the same thing. You're running around and you're just trying to kind of help them get through the day in a safe environment, you know, and it's the same with people with Alzheimer's. They can do a lot of the the activities of daily living, but they can also get lost or they can, you know, stick a fork in the toaster or whatever it is. So it becomes a safety issue. So that's why they need that standby assistance. That's also considered custodial care. But custodial care is the number one thing long-term care insurance pays for, but it also pays for skilled care. It pays for therapy care. Think of like occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, physical therapy. A lot of people don't know this. If you have a massive stroke, a lot of the therapy, sometimes you have to go through speech therapy and speech therapy includes things like learning to chew food and swallow again. Um, so those kind of things are covered by long-term care insurance. Um, it also h- covers things like personal care, which is, you know, help with the, um, you know, just the, the bathing, the dressing, the, the meal preparation, things like that. And even like the lighthouse work, if you're in your own home and you're bringing somebody in, they're going to help keep your house clean and sanitary and do the meal preparation and the laundry and things like that. So long-term care insurance is going to cover all of those. And then lastly, I think what you have to understand is once you move out of your home, if you take that next step like my grandmother did, she went from her home to an assisted living facility, that is housing. Now long-term care insurance is going to cover your housing costs. Most people still think, oh, I got to go to a nursing home to get long-term care, but that's just not true. Three out of four people start their journey in their own home. You could move to your child's home and still bring in that home health care service, you know, for eight hours a day while your kids are working or 10 hours a day. It doesn't matter. Long-term care insurance would pay for that, but it will also follow you. So if you go to an adult um, daycare for eight hours or 10 hours a day, it would pay for that. Or if you go to, you move in full-time to an adult family home, 
an assisted living facility, a nursing home, a, a special memory clinic, even hospice care, all of those things are covered by long-term care insurance. And so it's going to pay for a wide array of services, you know, from custodial care up to skilled care in a wide variety of places from home all the way up to skilled nursing care. And you're starting to see a lot of options out there like these continuing care retirement centers, which are, you know, a lot of different options. They, they're going to rate those in um, type A, B, C, or D um, continuing care retirement centers where you might type A, you might buy in, and then for X amount a month, you're guaranteed long-term care services all the way up to skilled nursing. Other ones will charge you monthly based on kind of a, a la carte, the services you need. There's somewhere you can own the property, somewhere you rent the property. There's just all kinds of things you can do out there. And then assisted living in adult home, um, adult family homes, those are springing up all over too. And so long-term care insurance, all of that is covered by by having a plan. Now, one of the things that people always want to know is I have this policy and I tell people to think of long-term care insurance as just a bucket of money. It's a big bucket of cash because that money comes back to you tax-free to pay for care. Well, how do you get that policy turned on? You, you know, we know how health insurance works. We get sick, we go to the doctor. We know how life insurance works. Somebody dies and somebody else gets a check. And what long-term care insurance does is it pays for those benefits, but the benefits are triggered when you reach a certain point in your life, meaning I need help for um, out of what they call a physical impairment. I need help with two out of six activities of daily living. And I tell everybody, think about these, that the activities of daily living, that the technical names are transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. But just think about what you did today. You got out of bed, you went to the bathroom, you took a shower, you got dressed, you made yourself something to eat, and you try to find a bathroom when you, you, know, when you need to go. You, you manage that by yourself. And that's the activities of daily living. So if you're in a situation where you can't perform two out of six of those activities of daily living, that's going to trigger your long-term care insurance plan. And it doesn't matter if you're with XYZ company or ABC company. It doesn't matter if it's an asset-based plan or it's a traditional plan. The triggers are the same. They've standardized those. The National Association of Insurance Commissioners came came in 20 plus years ago and really just cleaned all this up. And so we said, look, there is no variation now between long-term care insurance policies on what triggers them. It's a 7702B rider under the IRS rules. Those things are defined and your doctor is the one that's going to make that diagnosis saying, yes, you need help with two out of six activities of daily living. So that is one way that you can trigger a long-term care insurance plan. The other way you're going to trigger that long-term care insurance plan is basically by being diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. That has now become the number one trigger as of 2019. So think of Alzheimer's, dementia, um, any kind of head trauma where you're having problems from a cognitive point of view, it's a safety issue. So you may still be able to get up and dress and bathe and, and even make yourself a bologna sandwich. You can probably do all those things if you're diagnosed with Alzheimer's initially, but you still can't make good judgment calls and you get lost, which is why we hear these silver alerts and see things like that. So if you're diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, that is what they, um, that by itself is going to trigger your long-term care. And it's not, um, it used to be back in the old days, you might have to be diagnosed with cognitive impairment, but you still had to get to that point where you needed help with activities of daily living. Well, if you have early onset Alzheimer's, if you know anybody that's gone through that, you know, like you, you got a, we, we, we had a family friend that, they, that was, you know, in his 60s that was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. He could still do everything. I mean, he, he was he was a rough and tumble cowboy guy, but he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Well, it used to be you needed help with activities of daily living. They have changed that now. So regardless of your plan today that you take out, it's either going to trigger off of the help of needing two ADLs, activities of daily living, needing help with that. So think of a stroke victim. They're going to hit all six of them. Or being cognitively impaired. And your doctor is the one that determines that. So think of the police report when you wreck your car. That's what tells the insurance you have a problem. Your doctor is the one that's going to to define that for you and help trigger that policy for you. So again, long-term care insurance is going to pay for care in your home. That's the number one place. It pays for custodial care. And you're going to trigger that through either a physical or a cognitive impairment. So that's just some of the basics. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, but stick around. When we come back, I want to sh- uh, introduce you to Scott and Connie. They're our clients of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up a lifetime benefit f- plan for them and kind of what we went through to get this um, plan figured out for them. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. 
Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. You know, I want to uh, just take a quick time out here for a second. You know, hearts and prayers uh, go out to everybody up there, those fires outside of Boulder, Superior area there. That was just, just absolutely horrible. Can't believe that. And, um, you know, my, my son is home for Christmas, but he's going to school up at uh, Colorado State, and he is just really shocked at, you know, how strong those winds can get. And this is just a heck of a combination, you know, dry winter and high winds, and then, boom, a spark, and off you go. So thoughts and prayers go out to that. Because, like I said, I, I lost my house in January. It was January when I was 10 years old, and the San Luis Valley was, you know, below zero, and our house caught on fire. It was an absolute disaster. So I know that's a, it's a sinking feeling. So I hope things are better for the people out there. So uh, if you just tuned in, this is Long-Term Care Radio. We've been talking a little bit just about the basics of long-term care, what it is, uh, you know, the government programs, things like that. All this information is available on our website. We also go over this kind of information in our class, in our webinar, which is why you're going to hear us on the radio here. We're never going to say call us for a quote because that's not what we do. What we really believe in is it start with education, kind of learn about the subject matter, learn about your options. And then when you're ready and you want to look into maybe putting a plan in place for you and your family, we will help you design a custom plan. But I think you need to wrap your mind around, you know, what it is first and some of the options. And that's really what the webinar does. That's what the radio program is designed to do. And so when you're ready to get a little bit closer, Sign up for one of our live webinars. Um, we're going to go through all this material in one quick um, meeting, basically about 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and then I'm going to answer your questions. And so that's always just a great way to kind of get ready for the next step. And this time of the show, at the, at the bottom of the hour every week, I'm going to bring you a client of the week. And the client of the week is just an example of how we designed a plan and why we chose the path that we did because there's a lot of, you know, there's traditional plans, there's asset-based plans, and then within those two groups, there's all kinds of different options. And so the idea here is don't get hooked up on the numbers. Numbers are hard on the radio, but what you want to understand is kind of the thought process in the way we can design a plan for people that have different financial situations. And this week, this is Scott, who is 57 years old, and Connie, who is 55 years old. Um, and they came to us because they're really getting ready to transition into retirement. They've been listening to the podcast for quite a while. And they just thought, man, this is something I really want to look into. They had three children that are all grown and out of the house and independent now. They're all working. They've got no grandchildren yet, but they're keeping their fingers crossed because Connie thinks they're, you know, hopefully within a couple of years, they'll start seeing some grandkids is what she's hoping. And, you know, their concerns are pretty grounded in reality. Um, Scott's father had a stroke and was in a care situation for over five years before he passed away in a nursing home. And his mother played the, the main caregiver. She tried to until she really ended up chronically care, you know, or chronic herself. She just couldn't manage him anymore. She just wore herself out. And Scott said they finally ended up selling the family home because they had parents had blown through all their money and they ended up selling the family home. And that's the money that they're using to pay for Scott's mother, who is currently living in an assisted living facility and her health is pretty, uh, pretty rough right now. So, again, Scott and Connie witnessed this firsthand. And this is what they're trying to avoid for their family. They're looking at this saying, gosh, you know financially, yes, one thing, but then they see all the nuances and how, you know, I talk about this all the time, how complex it can be when your house burns down, they just don't give you a sack full of money. I mean, you still have a lot of problems and that's the same way these long-term care situations can be. So Connie's like, man, that's one of the big things we learned, you know, firsthand is just going through this with Scott's parents is just, you know, it's, it's heart tugging, it's hard, and it takes a lot of mental energy to try to figure out what to do in these types of situations. And they just don't want to be a burden on their kids. They want to avoid that. And they also don't want to see their savings and their assets going to pay for care. They think, God, I, I would rather give that to the family or, or spend it on grandkids in the future if we have grandkids. That's really what they, they're thinking they wanted to do. And here's what I found out about them during our conversation. Scott and Connie recently sold a business. They're business owners. So they're going to have, they sold this business on contract. So they're going to have an income stream from the sell of this business 
as well as rental income. So that's going to be the main income. That's going to be the income that's going to allow them to transition into retirement, basically. So they'll have this, the, the, these two income streams, the rental income from their investment properties and then this, this income from the sale of the business. Um, they have a retirement account, which is, is they're building up, but what they're really hoping is they can just continue to let that grow because the contract from the sale of the business is only for a finite amount of time. And so what they're hoping is they can live off of that, let their retirement account continue to grow. And then that would be the money that, you know, when the, when the business contract is over, they'll be able to dip into their retirement account, start taking the requ- um, required minimum distributions. And for a 57 and a 55 year old, they're going to have till age 75. And by the way, if you're not aware of this, so the SECURE Act pushed the the required minimum distribution. So that's the age that you have to take out minimum amounts of money called required minimum distributions out of your retirement account. So that was pushed up to age 72. Well, January 2022, it just went up to 73. So now we're at age 73. In 2029, it's going to be age 74. And in 2032, it's going to be age 75. So you just have to work backwards on the math of that. And in, in, in that's really where they're at. They're going to have until 2032 until they have to start taking required minimum distributions. Or I'm t- until age 75, I'm sorry, because at 2032, just 10 years out, it's going to be bumped up to age 75. So they've got nearly you know 20 years to let that retirement account grow and hopefully build a bigger nest egg so they can use that money uh, for their later years in life. Now, they also have some cash savings. Um, they, they got a good chunk of cash sitting on the side from the sale of the business. And they also have some non-retirement investments, smaller accounts that they've invested in. They own their home and, again, two investment properties. So asset-wise, they're in pretty good shape. In, in all honesty, Scott and Connie don't need long-term care insurance. And, and you're going to hear me talk about that a lot. I don't believe anybody needs long-term care insurance. If you're poor, you're going to end up on Medicaid. If you're rich, you got enough money to pay for it. If you're middle class, you're just going to burn through your assets, and then you're going to end up on Medicaid. That's the worst-case scenario. But you're going to get care. You're not going to end up dying on a park bench at this point. So these guys didn't need – Scott and Connie didn't really need long-term care insurance. They had assets. But the problem was, remember, assets don't pay for care. Income pays for care. And the problem with long-term care is if we've got a lifestyle and we're moving into retirement, now all of a sudden something happens like a sudden illness or cancer or a horrible car accident, and somebody is in rehab and somebody does need long-term care, and now you got to start spending money to pay for that care, and that exceeds your income, then what happens? Then you have to start converting those assets to income. You have to sell a rental property or you have to reach into your retirement account or, or sell a mutual fund or whatever it is, and regardless of what you do, you create a new tax liability because now you're converting assets to income. And so that's really what, you know, brought Scott and Connie in is they have assets, but they want to protect those assets. And their biggest risk moving forward is ending up in a, in a high cost care situation like Scott's father and mother. So that is something that, that, that was really driving them. Um, you know, and I think part of it, what, what people need to understand, if I have a long-term care insurance plan, that is a dedicated source of funds to pay for my care. Now, maybe it pays for all the care, maybe it pays for part of the care, but the idea is I have a dedicated source, so I know where I'm going to go right away, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's 20 years down the road, versus if I'm trying to self-insure, then I either have to have some liquid assets out there or I have to sell an asset to get that money to pay for the care. Because really, the the problem with long-term care is the the costs start exceeding your income. That's that's really the, the biggest downside of long-term care. Um, features they wanted in their plan. We were talking about long-term care plans. They really wanted unlimited benefits. Scott watched his mom and his dad go through this and said, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's like my dad, it just seemed like he went on forever. And, and, you know, there are, there's cases 14, 15, 16 years old where people are, are on claim still, you know, for that long period of time. So they didn't want to worry about running out of benefits. They would love to see the money go back to their estate if they did not use their long-term care insurance. And this is, again, um, you know, use it or lose it on a traditional plan. Or is there a chance that if I make these payments and I don't use it, eh, maybe not all my money is wasted. Maybe I didn't just flush all that down the drain. So they really like that idea of some of the money coming back to their estate. And the ability to receive care at home, which I will just tell you, folks, all the long-term care insurance plans do. There's a couple companies out there that sell facility-only policies, which mean you have to go to a nursing home or what they define as a facility. But they have to disclose to you that they also have 
what they, they call comprehensive plans, which pay for care at home. And I, I do not sell facility-only policies. I think you know, three out of four people start at home. You want to be in control of your care options. And so that's, that's just kind of a given. I'll just tell you that. But that was something important to them. They wanted to be able to stay at home. And Connie was also very interested in the claim support. She had heard us talking on the radio about the concierge-level claim support. She was very interested in that. In fact, that was her sticking point because, again, she was dealing with a lot of Scott's parents watching, you know, everything that was involved in that. She goes, I don't want to pass that burden on to my kids either. So that was some of the features that they really wanted. Um, And see, one thing, too, when we were talking about funding the plan, Scott was like, you know, I'd really like to avoid ongoing payments. I don't want to be stuck making long-term care insurance payments when I'm like 85 years old if I'm still going and I'm not in a care situation. So, again, that was one of his kind of like, you know, if I could choose my options, that was something I would choose is not to have ongoing payments, which was easy enough. So here's what we did for him. We looked at an asset-based plan. Um, it's going to provide the most features that they want. Lifetime benefits, yes. Money back to the estate if they don't use it, absolutely. And it can be funded in a lot of ways, a single payment or funded over time. So that's what we did. We designed a lifetime long-term care benefit plan. And actually, this is the same plan that I have for myself and my wife. Lifetime just means that both of us have unlimited long-term care benefits. So if we go on claim, I could be on claim for 10 years and then my wife can go on claim and she could receive benefits for another 20 years. She's never going to run out. We're going to have long-term care insurance available f- to us and it's going to pay for our care as long as we are alive. That is lifetime benefits. Um, so we designed a lifetime benefit for him and we decided to go with a static amount of $12,000 a month. Now that's $144,000 a year per person for an unlimited amount of time. Now that's a little bit excessive right now. I, I will be honest with you. You, you could spend 12000 a month, but that's a pretty severe case. But the, but the reason why we went to $12,000 is because there's not an inflation rider on this and they are younger. So if you started out at $6,000 a month and you put a 3% inflation rider on it, it take them 24 years to get to $12,000. Well, the problem we have with that is inflation riders are very expensive right now because interest rates are so low and the insurance company has to compound the growth, the the value of your policy by 3% every year. They're not getting 3% return on their bonds, which is where your premium payments are going. So what we've really been looking at when we're designing these plans is saying, well, does it make more sense to maybe just start with a higher benefit all years? Because what that does is that keeps the return up. It keeps the premium down, but it also gives the return that the state's going to get more of the money you put into that plan back if you don't use it. So that's what we did. We designed a plan at $144,000 a year per person each. And the other thing I like about this design thing, when I see younger people, remember a third of the claims are for people under 65. Well, that's going to be a lot bigger deal if one of them end up in longer long-term care right now because they're young. And so if one of them goes out and gets in a horrible car wreck and they end up needing a physical therapy or maybe they need to go to an assisted living facility, the other person's still going to have the whole household costs and hopefully grandchildren, all those things down the road. And so that $12,000 a month is going to be a lot more meaningful for when they're younger. And as they age, now all of a sudden they're 85, 90, they end up in a long-term care situation. It's probably not going to be near as severe financially. They're going to be kind of more in their, their no-go years versus their go-go years, which is where they're at right now. So that's why we, we like that design. Now, if they never use this plan, $400,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. So that is structured as a life insurance policy, meaning that if they never use their long-term care, $400,000 is paid back to their estate. So if they use $200,000 of long-term care and that's it, well, then $200,000 is paid back. So when you see a return, a death benefit tied on these long-term care plans, when it's integrated into these policies, it means you're guaranteed to get at least that amount back in either long-term care services tax-free death benefit, or a combination of the two. So how did we fund this plan? Again, $144,000 per person per year. So 288 if they're on claim at the same time for as long as they need it. Well, we looked at doing a single payment of $303,000. And that was something that Scott was really leaning to. They had the cash, they had sold this business, and he said, gosh, I hate payments. I might just put this 303000 in and just walk away. Because they put 303000 in, they're guaranteed to get $400,000 back. Well, that they're not losing their money on that, right? I mean, you, if they live to 120, that's not a great return on the interest rate. But think about it. 300 in, you go put 300 in the backyard, 
If you don't use it, your kids dig up $400,000. However, if you need long-term care, you guys can each go out and pull out $144,000 a year for as long as you need it. That's the beauty of these plans. And so that's what he was kind of looking at. But before we decided on that, I said, Scott, I want you to take a look at this. I want you to look at what if we spread the payments out over 10 years. So you would pay $34,500 a year, so $345,000 total over 10 years. So you're gonna put more money into the plan, but you're gonna hang on to your cash up front. And here's the other thing. Because they were business owners and they sold that business, technically they're still having some business income, they will be able to get the maximum deduction. The IRS is gonna allow them to deduct some of that long-term care premium based on their age, and every year that increases a little bit. So they will be able to deduct, give or take, about sixty to $70,000 of that premium over, actually it's going to be more than that. It's going to be probably closer to $100,000 that premium over the next 10 years because when they hit 60, the number jumps up tremendously. And Scott being at 57, he's just three years away from that. So he'll have seven years where he's in his 60s. And so, you know, give or take, they're going to have over $100,000 that they can deduct out of that $345,000 they're paying. So again, at a 30% tax bracket, that is going to be beneficial to them and that really shrinks that delta. And again, they get to hang on to their cash that way instead of putting that 300000 in up front. Let's just inch it in over time. And the other thing you have to understand about when you make these payments, and we'll talk about this in the last segment, there's some other advantage is including waiver premium. So bottom line, this is really what we did for them. We set up a 10 pay at $34,500 a year. So they're going to pay 345000 into the plan. If they make all 10 payments, then the plan is fully paid up. They're guaranteed to get $400,000 back. They have $144,000 each or $12,000 a month for life of long-term care insurance. And the other things to keep in mind about this plan, zero-day waiting period for home and community health care, meaning that if you you know, you know have an accident and then you come home, it's like you don't have to wait. You, there's no 90-day waiting period. You just you get your benefits right out of the gate concierge claims level support this is what really connie wanted that means they're going to assign somebody to to them and their family so that they'll have one contact person that will help them with case management and care coordination and finding facilities if they need to move somewhere whatever it is they're going to help them oversee that that comes included in that policy and again unlimited coverage in all 50 states in canada and partial coverage if they go overseas so if they are in europe or something they would still have some coverage but they wouldn't have their lifetime covered. So just a fantastic plan. And I'll tell you what, folks, I just, again, I love, love, love doing this because, again, we solve the problem, we design a custom plan, and then we also figure out what's the best way to fund this and what they think, like the single lump sum, they had the money, that kind of is nice and convenient, but there's actually some advantages for them to spread it out over time. That's what we're going to do is we're going to educate you on those choices. At the end of the day, you get to decide. I got to come up for air. So stick around. We're going to take our last break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the advantages of the different ways you can fund some of these new asset-based plans. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage 
gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. Okay, I just got off the oxygen tank. I'm sorry, I I always get fired up on these client of the weeks. But um, again, folks, just... um, you got some time, go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. We have lots of examples there. And then also click on that top rated local. Those are all verified clients of ours that have filled out, um, you know, surveys and rated our company. And I tell you, you know, we're pretty passionate about this and you're going to start to see a theme in there. What most people are, are happy with is they have a plan that they are relieved and they've got a plan that was designed for their situation. You're going to learn we are never, ever going to tell you to call us for a quote for long-term care insurance. We don't sell quotes. I just hate that. And I, it's, that's what the industry brought that onto themselves. What we do is we start with education. We're going to get you up to speed. We're going to have webinars. We've got our website. We've got a book put together we can get out to you, whatever it takes. And then when you're ready, we're going to ask a lot more questions than most people do. But the reason why is we want to design a plan that works for you. If I didn't know Scott and Connie had income coming in from a business sale, I would have just probably said, yeah, just do the single pay. You got the assets, walk away and be done. But once I understand a little bit more about their situation, I can then guide them to the most efficient way to fund their plan. And so when we're talking about funding plans, I want to spend the last few minutes of today's show on that. There's some things to consider if you buy a traditional long-term care insurance plan, that's just the pay, pay as you go, user to lose a plan. They're still available out there. It's just you design a plan and they're going to say, this is how much you pay and your choice is do you want to pay it annually or monthly or quarterly or semi-annually? That's the only choice you make, but it's just ongoing payments. Well, asset-based plans, these plans that pay you back, these plans that have some value in them, even if you don't use them, they're structured differently and they also give us different pay options. You can walk in with a single lump sum, just one and done. Here's your $300,000, I'm going to walk away. Or you can set up like we did in this example, a 10 pay, which is what I have. I'm as a business owner, I have a 10 pay asset-based plan because I'm trying to maximize my tax deductions because the IRS allows us to deduct some of the long-term care insurance premiums and the benefits still come back to us tax-free. You can't do that with other insurance. You can't do it with disability insurance. You can't do it with life insurance, but you can do it with long-term care insurance. You can do it with health insurance. So business owners like C corporations can write off the the expense of the health insurance, but the benefits are still tax-free back to the end user. So long-term care works the same way. So these are some things that we always wanna consider. We wanna look at what we are doing as far as what's your situation financially. Are you heavy on assets? Are you heavy on income? So if you have pension and social security and that's your main income source, we might want to look at funding a plan over time. If you're heavy on assets and you don't have necessarily a lot of income and you're going to be living off of your your required minimum distributions at some point, but you just sold a business or you sold a rental property and you've got a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines, hey, guess what? We can move that money into the asset-based plan in a single plan. That, that probably makes sense in that sense. But if you are a business owner or you're still working, we might want to spread it out over time so that we can get some tax deductions if they're available to you. And then we got to look at the time value of money. Where are you at in that investment curve? 
Connie and Scott, our client of the week, are in their their late fifties, but they've got basically to age seventy five. They've got you know a lot of their IRA money is still in the market. They're not setting heavy in bonds. If you're seventy two or seventy five years old, and, and you know, or, or sixty eight, and you just you've got sixty or seventy percent of your money in bonds or savings or CDs, you're not getting a lot of return on that money. So then we have to look at that delta between doing a single pay and paying over time. Now, of course, from the insurance point of view, you have to understand the way they work. When you give them money, they are going out and they're buying government treasuries to build up their cash reserves because by law they have to have the cash reserves to pay the liabilities in the future. Well, the more money you give them up front, the more time they have to work that money actuarially. They don't know if you're going to go on claim tomorrow or 20 years, but what they're looking at is the, the, the village of a million people, and they're saying statistically we should be able to have this money a longer period of time. So, of course, you're going to get more insurance for less money if you go in in a lump sum because you're getting that money into the insurance carrier sooner. And the same thing if you're paying five payments or 10 payments. The shorter your time period is, the more bang for the buck you're going to get. But at the same sense, you also gave up the right for that money that you had to earn money for you. You're giving it to the insurance company for them to earn so you get more insurance. So there's no right or wrong answer. What we have to do is look at your situation and design that plan for you. And that's really what we do. And one of the best ways you can get started when you're ready is come to one of our live webinars. You heard the ads. We have two more coming up um, this month in January. The first one's going to be on Saturday the 15th. That's 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And then we have a same class on Thursday the 20th. That's going to be 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And again, you can get all that information at 525 longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Thanks for burning an hour with us. We'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.